1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com. Hello friends, Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you before the final buzzer of a Dallas Mavericks really humbling loss to the golden state warriors it's going to be in the range of a 40 point loss um by the time as uh things are all said and done um i don't even know where to start josh what 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 do we do
2: well we probably need to get the tim hardaway jr news mm. first and talk about that and then we can maybe talk about the game because i feel yep. like at the end of the day that's the most important thing that happened unfortunately uh is that Tim Hardaway Jr. fractured um, the fifth metatarsal in his left foot? Um, very not, you know, when usually an NBA player breaks a bone in their foot, that's the one that they do. Um, Mavericks announced it, they confirmed it before the game was even over. So it's pretty clear they got him into an x ray machine at the Chase Center or whatever the Warriors Arena is called. Uh, And They were able to confirm that pretty fast. I think we all kind of knew it was bad when we watched it. He didn't roll his ankle or anything like that. He just landed pretty normally on his foot and just immediately could not put pressure on it. Uh, He had to be helped to the locker room. And this is a weird injury because I think, uh, you know, Jeff Stotts of InStreetClothes.com, who's kind of like the guy that we look to when things like this happen, you know, his... He tweeted out according to his NBA injury database, average time loss for in season fifth metatarsal fractures is about 42 games, roughly 10 to 11 weeks, but we've seen players come back sooner. We've seen players come back way later. We've seen players come back sooner and then uh, make it worse. And then they're out way later, uh, which is what happened to Kevin Durant some years ago. So uh, I think at the, at minimum, he's, he's out for a while and, I think right now the question is going to be, is it for the rest of the season or are we going to see him at some point? Uh, and that's, that's tough. That's a tough blow. Right. Right.
1: Uh, well, we hope Tim gets well soon. I, I, there, there is no silver lining to Tim being out. Um, I will say though that I, he he will no longer be featured in any shitty trades that people post because no one <laughs> yeah. no one was trading for Tim beforehand like he had zero trade value per Mark Stein uh but now like we can at least just like like I, there's is no longer even even a thing like I and and I I appreciate people who love spending time doing that stuff but like it's a bit of a layered layered loss though because when you have an active player who has the potential to shoot you can at least talk yourself into some options. And this was, you know, him being out is is has layers of bad because it 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 cuts their rotation down a guy and they needed his shooting or his willingness to shoot, even if he wasn't hitting. Um, And, you know, just the, the potential of him heating up at some point was something that this this Mavericks offense was sort of, I don't want to say desperately needing, but it was something that just exists where if 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 he heats up even for a couple of games, that's that's that could be the difference in seating, you know, down the line. So it's it's just it's disappointing. Um, I feel bad for him. I am glad it wasn't the shin injury that you posted about that he had surgery on in 2019, because like recurring injuries are kind of scary. Foot yeah, that's stuff the first seems thing that happen. Went to happen. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um yeah, and I know, I'm sure there's some people that are like, well, you know, he wasn't even playing that well. I'm sure that's where some people's brains will go. And, you know, the Mavericks did do okay when he was out with COVID protocols. They kind of held the fort down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for, like, a couple of weeks. Like, there's a difference between holding the fort for a couple of weeks. And right, this fort is fort like Frank months. Milikina, Frank yeah. <laughs> Milikina, more
1: Josh Green. More Trey and Burke. Trey Burke more... will
2: still have yeah. to dust him off. Yeah, I got I got to imagine it's those three that are going to see the He's going to at least poke and prod those three guys and see which one fits. Yep.
1: Um, Um, It does sort of, you know, it does sort of make me wonder if the Mavericks make a move, like like if this increases the urgency to make a move within this team, because, you know, the West is pretty open and. You know the, the Mavericks beat the Warriors, who are a different team when they played last time, but they did beat them. You know, two weeks ago, so it's like there there's an aspect to this game, which I think you know we'll start to talk about the game here in a second. The the Mavericks lost by 38 points, a so 130 to 92. Um, this Mavericks team has shown themselves capable of of hanging with good teams, but I you know it, it's kind of where do you feel they are in this season because you know this this loss is reminiscent of some of the shit kickings they took in the first 15 games. You know, they went out on the opening night, and the Hawks just embarrassed them. This game reminded me of that.
2: Yeah, it was – I think you picked – I mean, you picked it up pretty early in our Slack. You were like, I do not like the vibes (laughs) from this game. And the first quarter felt like – it felt like last season uh, where it was Luca doing everything and everyone else kind of – not doing anything yep i mean he had 13
1: of the first 16 points
2: yeah and i was like oh man this could be like a really awesome game where luca drags his team over the finish line and scores like another 45 points uh and then man it just luca was not necessarily he didn't necessarily like taper off to like a bet like he still finished with an okay game but man the rest of the team just did not uh come to play tonight, and even Luka himself defensively. I mean, everyone was bad defensively tonight, um, and then Luka was the only one good offensively, and yep. that's a – that's the recipe for a Mavericks blowout. I, think. I want to
1: circle back to Lucas specifically, but there was something there's a, a, I want to, I want to say my man's Korean His name, Skyfall. His, his Twitter handle is at polar fall. English is the second language. So I'm going to read his, his tweet to you guys, but it, he basically said the Mavs recent defensive success is based on two factors, focusing on setting up their defensive alignment quickly with a get back on defense, meaning they get a shot up and then they have guys back on defense like that. We've Nikias Duncan explained that really well is talk did too. Then the second thing was scram switch for funneling or one man zoning for slower footed players like Luca and KP against the Warriors. He says the natural, the, the Mavericks are a slower team and they were working around that issue. And they just could not contain the Golden State Warriors' ball movement and actual player quickness. So it was like it was a recipe for disaster, kind of from the get-go. And I noticed it midway through the third quarter when they let Andrew Wiggins start cooking them. Kristaps Porzingis didn't challenge a corner, an open corner three, like he lollygagged approached it, didn't even bother getting a hand up. And then within, and, and Wiggins sunk it. And then within moments, Wiggins had scored on Luca and scored on other people, and it was just kind of downhill from there. The Mavericks had not been giving up corner threes. I bet they gave up seven tonight.
2: Oh, they, I think they had at least, I mean, I'm going to look this up for you, but I think, I think they had more than 10.
1: uh, I mean, it makes or attempts. Cause it was like, makes.
2: I think they had at least seven attempts. I think they had like somewhere between 13 or 14.
1: It was brutal. And it was, that's been the thing. And so, you know, and there's been a lot of like, like hilarious social media discourse where people it's like, well, what about this luck? And I'm like, like eventually a team's going to kick your ass from beyond the arc. And there were elements of like all the things that had been going the Mavericks way in reverse in this game. Like a whole bunch of things came to form at one time. Yeah. And so like you, you, they, they played bad defense and the warriors were good. Like the two things happened together and then it's a 38 point loss. So like I'm frustrated in so far that the Mavericks weren't doing any of the little things that was, that were that have been helping them. The last several weeks. So, no,
2: Warriors were nine of 16 from the corner. Three.
1: I mean, you just can't allow that. Like, nine, like that's that is third. That's 27 points from corners.
2: Yep. And the Warriors were 14 of 16 at the rim. 16 isn't a lot, but of course, 14 of yeah. 16 is uh, not a good, very good percentage there. So, Yeah, you're right. And it it kind of felt like they were due for a game like this. Um, It sucks that it seems like they're due for a game like this every time they're playing on national TV. Yeah, that's true. Um, Because it's like everyone that doesn't get to watch the Mavs on our timeline every night like we do, they finally watch them and they're like, what the hell's wrong with this team? And we're like, Mm -hmm. no, we promise. We swear they're they're better than this so that they Mm -hmm. can do something like this. But yeah, you know, the defense was bad all the way around um offensively it felt like you know ghosts of christmas past um just luca doing what he can and just no one making shots um you know mac you know you look at the the starting lineup box score and it's you know it it's that that terrifying you know reality of you know luca at 25 brunson at 11 and then no one else scored double figures and it's like you just seen a lot of box scores in Mavericks losses that look like that, and it's just unfortunate. um you know, when Dorian misses all of his threes, you know Max only took three total shots in twenty four minutes. uh k p had maybe one of his worst game of the season, uh just missing shots, not looking uh defensively engaged, which he has been for like the last like month like he's been a he's been fantastic guarding the rim, and that was just not here. Uh, against the Warriors he was one of seven from three I mean he was under 30 percent entering this game I mean and then you go one of seven I don't even know what his percentage is now Um, but that's a problem Uh, the the Kristaps pick and pop three not being some a rely like it's not a reliable play it's a bad play for the Mavericks this season and Mm -hmm. That's difficult because they rely so much on that. And we saw a game. This was one of the first games I saw where a team was not scared of Chris shooting the ball. Like it feels like despite the fact that he's been shooting poorly all season team still, his rep still lets teams guard him like that. And tonight was scary because you have a game where the warriors are playing a big, you know, loony. He's not a guy that's going to go out and challenge shots beyond the arc. And you're thinking, man, the Mavericks can just pick and pop him to death. There's no Draymond Green. They don't have a big. That can hang with them. And Kristaps shoots one to seven. And, like, the Warriors start to ignore him as the game goes on. And it's just a compound effect, like just cascading effect that just builds and builds. And you get this, you know, Mavericks shoot 35%, 25% from three. And that's tough. I don't, you know, the Mavericks are not going to win a lot of games against good teams if Kristaps isn't shooting as poorly as he is from three. It's just it's going to be difficult for them. Yeah.
1: And I almost want them to spam the shit out of it and help him get out of this funk. Like I almost want him to have like a 12 three point attempt game because Mm -hmm. it's, I'm done watching Maxi Kleba do bullshit from, from three, like his stat line tonight, actually like he was two of three from three point land, which he passes up so many shots. He does not want the ball. And I feel bad for him. You know, there was a guy on the the green room last time who pointed out that, like, Tim Hardaway might be suffering more than any other Maverick because he's being asked to do, like, they're giving the freedom to do things in this offense, which, you know, it's, like, helped Dorian and helped uh, Brunson a lot. I think it's harmed. He made the point that he thought it's harmed um, Hardaway. I think it harms uh, 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 Max Kleba, too, because, like, Kleba needs to stop dribbling. Like, what are we doing? Like, he's just, he's, he's out there for 24 minutes and does nothing with those 24 minutes. Like, it, it's, I they have to figure out a way to get use out of him. Otherwise, there's no point for him to be on the floor. I mean, we have, they have bigger problems than him. But it's just like, I I was thinking about that in relation. To, it's like, I would rather, you know, there there be these shots where you just spam the hell out of a Luca KP pick and roll. And if he gets seven three-pointers and a half and hits one, so be it. He is not this bad of a shooter. Like, that's the thing, you know, I don't think he's a good shooter. He is a, an extremely overrated shooter. It comes back to the fact that if he had grown up in any other media market other than New York, he would be thought of as a very good player. And this unicorn chicanery would no longer, like it just wouldn't be a topic of discussion. Like, I've really liked how KP's played lately. But it was it's funny to watch people rush to defend him online where it's like, you know, he, he got ejected for kicking a ball on national television into the crowd. Like, can't do that friendo you're the 160 million dollar man like i'm sure he'll talk about how it was unprofessional after the game blah 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 blah, blah. okay get it don't do it like <laughs> he he has to be this is one of these games where where he was kind of they were daring him to be the player to beat them and they and he didn't like he was four of 15 sucks that yeah. means like like so he was what four of eh, i guess okay so he's four of eight and two point range which Okay, no, three of eight from two-point range. And, like, that's just not good enough. I'm sorry. Like, he was taking fadeaway jumpers with, with with small guys on him. Like, turn around, shoot straight, do more. Like, again, he's not the biggest part of the problem. If This was a big, utter team collapse. Like, the Porzingis play was very frustrating, though.
2: Yeah, and I think it's been frustrating. Um, you know, he's been playing so well defensively, but in the month of January – He's averaging about sixteen. Before tonight's game, he was averaging about sixteen and a half points per game, shooting okay, like shooting fifty percent from the floor, thirty-five percent from three. Like that's pretty good, but like there's something a little off. Like he's just not getting shots and touches like he was, uh, you know, before he went out with COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know if the Mavericks are deliberately like holding something back with him because I mean he's it's I mean, five were, games of
1: it now though. That's yeah, certain, it, no
2: six games. Excuse yeah. me. But like you look at his game log and you look at the games he had right before he went out with COVID and it was like, you know, he was averaging 20, you know, somewhere between like 23 to 30 points a game, like depending on the night. And yeah, he wasn't always a a ultra efficient shooting wise, but he was getting seven, eight, nine, 13 free throw attempts per game. Like he was starting to look like that bubble Przingis we saw where he was able to kind of create offense unto himself. And we're just not really seeing that right now. And it it feels like he's kind of taking a a backseat role in a a weird way that doesn't, you know, explain that, you know, he's had 14 three point attempts his last two games. He's made three of them. So uh, he's getting, he's shooting more threes and he's just missing more, which is unfortunate. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. His defense has been up until tonight has been great despite, you know, the offensive production, not being where it was before he went out. So, yeah they need to they need to look at something i don't know you know kid mentioned like having him like on minutes you know like kind of ramping him back up i don't know if that's still happening yeah um but they definitely need to look at what they're doing with him offensively again and maybe look back to what they did before he went out and try to you know just try to refine that that balance they had of him you know i don't mean, know but just he was just a dominant scorer in those yep. games before he went out. And I, uh, I think
1: they can do it. I mean, that's the difference in this, where some of their other issues, which I would like to, to talk about, like I'm not sure about some of their other issues. Porzingis, I feel confident that he's talented and big enough to where this sort of maybe works itself out with some volume. Uh, it's just frustrating to see because it's just like it, it's. I'm tired. This is a late game on national television, and it wasn't <laughs> worth watching. It was an awful performance. My my next thing that I think we have to talk about though is the Mavericks' third banana and Jalen Brunson, who I very much appreciate Brunson's game. I think I have successfully or hopefully convinced everybody that over the last 18 months, I have pivoted enough on Brunson to say that I was wrong. I don't think he's bad. I in fact think he's very good. But what we have seen in two nationally televised games, going the Suns game in this game recently, is just further proof that he cannot get it done against length. Like he gets shut down by good defensive teams. So He is, I mean, like twelve or uh, twelve shots, eleven points. Like it's, it's not good enough.
2: No, this is the this is the you know these are the types of games that scare you because you have a decision to make with him, and they uh-huh. kind of have to make it. I mean, I know they have till the off season technically, but I mean, this trade deadline is kind of it. If you don't, if you don't trade him, then you have to sign. Like you have to, you have to resign him because yep. that's kind of just the way the NBA works right now. I know, you know, the cold decision might be to just let him go, and you know, you look at what the Mavericks did with Tim Hardaway Jr. But like, you can't with the way the ma- the situation the Mavericks are in right now. If they just let him walk, that would be yeah lunacy um but yeah it was just he only took two three pointers again tonight um he needs to take more he made a nice like step back three which i appreciated but uh yeah this is back to back you know bad games for him oh i didn't again, like his usage like it was a lot um, of
1: like like dribble, dribble 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 Luka Doncic light shit and it's he has been really, really good r- out of specific like sets where he's going downhill fast. Um, there wasn't anything interesting on pick and rolls with him at all. Yeah,
2: I needed more pick and roll with him. And I th- what do we do?
1: Isoball? And I,
2: I, I don't know. I feel like with him and Lucas starting, um, obviously they still need to start. Uh, and I mean, with Tim Hurt, they they can't really afford not. to – They have to start him now. Yeah. But um. I feel like when when him and Luke are on the floor at the same time, I feel like Brunson's pick. Like I need to either ping one of our you know shadow use your shadow broker powers and ping one of our our basketball friends that can look this up that has the ability to that we might not. But I feel like when him and Luke are on the floor, Brunson just does not run as many pick and run that many pick and rolls. And when he's leading bench units, I feel like he's mm-hmm. able to do more pick and roll basketball. Well, because and- they
1: just don't utilize him and like like him and are Luca- – trade off being bystanders. It's it's freaking maddening. Like tonight was a really it was just particularly painful when the game was already out of hand and you just see Luca in the corner with his hands on his knees. Like that's that I know NBA basketball is about getting mismatches and isolate but it's just there's got to be something else different that they can do because it just it feels like teams have them scouted on these sorts of things to sit on Brunson more because they know it's not like he's gonna pass to Luca out of a driving kick you know, and vice right. versa, really.
2: Right, and, you know, this isn't like a reactionary, like the Mavericks before tonight's game were 17th in the league in offense. So, uh-huh. like, the offense has been struggling, and it's, yeah, the missed threes are part of it, but, you know, there's just, the bench has been inconsistent. You know, they're really top-heavy with Luka, and Brunson's been great, but when it's, like, past Luka, when it's past Brunson, the offense just really is is weird. They don't have the playmakers like we've, we've talked about ad nauseum, i mean man you look at the recent games uh they haven't broken the 110 point barrier since january 14th uh so they've gone uh, about six straight games being held under 110 when you consider like what this team has done the last two seasons is just just bizarre uh and the shooting doesn't help certainly but you know there's things that they could do like I said, like I don't know if it, I wonder if it's one of those weird things where it's like, like when Luca and Brunson are on the floor, Luca should set some screens for Brunson. They should do Luca Brunson pick and rolls. Like that would be awesome. I think we all agree. But I wonder if that's just something they're just not going to do until the playoffs. Like I remember, like remember uh, Golden State when KD was on the Warriors. Remember how many basketball analysts were just screaming like, "Why doesn't Steph and KD mm-hmm. run pick and rolls together every single mm-hmm. time down the floor every game?" And it was just like they just don't, and then they do the and then they would do it in the playoffs uh, when they needed to. So like, yeah. you know, it's just you, we can scream yeah. about it into the void, but I just yeah. don't, I don't know if that's going to happen this season.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it then I want to. The next person I would like to talk about is Luca because Luca, you know, Jason Kidd just said in post game, you know, Luca was Luca at the beginning. We just couldn't get anybody to join him. Now there's a lot of commentary on the social media, about Luka's defense. And I want to lead with saying, I think criticizing Luka's defense makes sense. But I will say when they... The Warriors essentially did this to Luka Doncic. They targeted him on defense, which is smart basketball. And then they packed the paint and dared him to pass to everyone else on offense. And no one else could hit. I I just... We've seen this before. I don't want to talk about it a ton. It's the same shit. Tonight was a really good game for anyone who has advocated at length that the Mavericks need to shake up this roster.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know how how you can argue argue that. I mean, it, it was very dispiriting to see the Mavericks start the game. They started the game like pretty well because Luca was like Luca started
1: it. the game well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, non-Luca sure. non players, I'm looking at it right now, in the first quarter, oh my gosh, I'm doing math on the fly. Well, they only made three total field goals, non-Luca Mavericks in the first quarter on, uh, what is this, uh, 13 shots. So non-Luca Mavericks were 3 of 13 in the first quarter. And you're down 29 to 20 in the first quarter. Like you're down 9 against one of the best teams in the league at their arena. Like I know that the game's not like over then, but like you're, you've just put yourself in in a a type of hole that's very 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 difficult to climb out of, and it's really frustrating because Luca was basically giving you the whole shebang in the first. He was giving you everything. He was giving you turnaround mid range fades. Uh, He was giving you pull up through step back threes. Uh, He was he was even getting to the rim a little bit tonight, which was really cool. Um, he missed like a wide open layup sometime in like the second half which mm-hmm. stunk but like he was like this looked like the luka like all nba first team luka that we, we just still had 25 seen. eight and I yeah mean, he was really three good.
1: assists is fucking horrendous yes like
2: that's, that i
1: cannot wait to see how many potential assists he has tomorrow like did, I, I looked this up that thunder game i went to do you have any idea how many potential assists he had in that game that was a game bobby corrala described to me as dental surgery <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> He had 28 potential assists Good in that Lord. Thunder game. Like, yeah. this is the kind of stuff we're talking about where he's just like, in theory, you need to be finishing about 50% on these sorts of things for at-volume guys. And Mavericks just don't have the guys that can do it. And I don't know.
2: I don't know. And yeah, Luca was 5 of 8 in the first quarter. Um, and that, you know, that just – that's so dispiriting and deflating. Like, And it didn't get better in the second. I mean, I, the game was lost when – the Warriors basically sat Steph and Clay for like the final, I don't know how many minutes they sat at the end of the first half, but it feels like they sat like the final, some final five, yeah. final three minutes of the first half, and the Mavericks lost those minutes with Luka and Brunson and most of their starters on yep. the floor. and yep. That was it. It was a game, like, game. That was a game. That was a game. And then because the third quarter started and Steph and Clay were back on the floor, and they just, you know, they, they blew it away. Yeah. Can't lose well, those minutes.
1: There's not really much else we should really talk about. I don't like like the the Reggie Bullock just continues to baffle. Um, Man, that is he's he's got the yips. He 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 does he's doing the same thing that Maxie Cleave is doing, where he gets the ball and he's like fuck, fuck, fuck. Like he yeah. hesitated on an open three above the break. I'm like what are we doing?
2: Yeah, he's 0 for his last six threes across his last two games. Um, yeah, not nothing good there uh bullock is so weird like i forget sometimes like he's on the team yep like like i'm like oh he checks in like oh yeah that's right that's the mavericks uh most expensive offseason acquisition from from uh, 2021 so that stinks but i think before we get out of here i think it's important to highlight the fact that despite everything we're saying right now the mavericks could rip off like another Five game winning streak. That's why I'm right not now. mad.
1: I'm not <laughs> mad. Like, they need to go out and beat the shit out of Portland tomorrow and show that they can play. um yeah. My only like final comment is like, and you may disagree with me on this, but Stan Van Gundy, will you shut the fuck up? Like, listening to him on the broadcast, I have not been this angry at a national broadcast in forever. He was. Like, first of all, if you follow him on Twitter, he's basically like an old person who's discovered Facebook. Like, he will not like. He it's just too much, too much internet for Stan Van Gundy, is what I'll say. But then he's just saying stuff on the broadcast that's not true. Like, they kept talking about how the Mavericks were better without Luca. Like, they're six and nine without Luca. What are we talking about? Like, I get that people don't like how Luca plays. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. Stylistic points is something that I don't really want to get into a debate about because I do get it. Some people just don't like how he plays the game fine but like we we can't say untrue things he said luca's not a good catch and shoot three-point shooter like that's easily searchable he's a great three and shoot three-point guy he's not a high volume one because they they don't get the ball out of his hands and like he was correcting grant hill repeatedly it was there was just i just need less less than van gundy like there david stern did not let him on the air once david stern was live like this is a known thing because like, yeah. Stern did not like how he disparaged the league in the game. And now he's just pivoted to being the old guy who doesn't know what he's talking about.
2: Yeah. And it kind of sucked. Cause like Grant Hill didn't say, and like, I felt like I didn't hear anything from Grant Hill and I don't know if he's any better. Cause I don't, you know, I don't listen sure. to pay attention a lot, but yeah, he kind of bogarted the broadcast to a crazy degree that I forgot that it was a three man booth. A lot of the times while I was watching the game. Yeah. Um, oh god. But man, well, Portland, Indiana, Orlando, Oklahoma City are the next four. So, uh this game might be a distant memory. Uh, if it's not, then we will have something urgent to talk about the next week, but we'll we'll see Right. What this, this is this is the time if they want to make a move because when right. we knew these three games,
1: like I think, you know, most people would have been happy with two and three. I think winning one out of these three is not, you know, the end of the world. It's right. probably, like if they would have lost all three, that would have been annoying. But, you know, when you play good teams, you're going to lose games sometimes. This was just, this was like a sum of all fears game. Like if, if, and and to a certain respect, I suppose it's good to get the shit kicked out of you and get that out of your system and get back into grinding. So maybe we'll see. Right all right team kirk and josh late at night we'll be back tomorrow night for the portland game which i'm having a write about i'm not really looking forward to that but hey that's uh life as a blogger so we will talk to you guys soon and look for the uh green room to post sometime a little after lunch tomorrow have a good day guys
3: today's episode is brought to you by cars.com